0: You're listening to Mile High Radio. high Radio.com on the World Wide Web for your listening pleasure.
1: Thank you for being
2: Thank you for being my friend. I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And on this rather rainy day here in Atlanta, and I know it's, they're forecasting snow in Colorado and you know, who knows what else is going on with all of our other listeners. I am delighted with my guest today because she is someone I met through social media and uh you know she lives down here in atlanta so that's pretty cool it was one of the people that i met trying to expand my network down here discovered that she is a social media queen a guru a whiz and we just had to have her on um join me in welcoming dawn garten welcome dawn Thank you, Deb. I'm so excited to be here. Great. Well, let me tell everybody about what makes you the queen, the whiz, the guru. Through social media exploration for training, speaking, and marketing small businesses, Dawn has capitalized on a variety of sites such as Facebook, Twitter, and Yammer. Hmm. I'm going to have to find out about that. She engages with communities to encourage and develop them, advance communication and collaboration, and assist with social campaigns to educate, inspire, and get the desired results. Currently, Dawn has taken on the role of collaboration manager at Manhattan Associates in Atlanta. Her motto is, now listen to this, folks. We all need to live by this. Social media is a party. Plan, act, reply, test and you measure. So Dawn, welcome.
3: Thank you, Deb. I'm so excited to be here and chat with you about all things social, my favorite topic ever. <laughs> I know, I
2: know. So let's get started with how did you decide to start uh, using social media as a marketing tool?
3: I, um, like most people, was curious about social when it when you first get exposed to it. I was first mm-hmm. exposed to it um, from a LinkedIn perspective, LinkedIn is my first social media love, and I didn't fall right in love at first because I just thought this is you know six or seven years ago I'm like, I 'm like I don't need to do this. what is this online stuff mm-hmm. you know, whatever So I you know signed up, created an account, accepted people, but I never reached out or saw the benefit of the tool until a little bit later when I had a friend who I worked with who is also on LinkedIn, she was the one who kept prompting me to join. LinkedIn she had reconnected with a past boss they went and had lunch Mm -hmm. and in that conversation um, he was looking for contract trainers Ah. so she said I know somebody yeah so it was you know that kind of that personal Mm -hmm. connection as well as the online reconnection that got them together she mentioned my name Um, I had a nice conversation with him and then that turned into a working opportunity and that was kind of what yeah yeah so the lights came on Um, About the potential, and so I started investigating more with LinkedIn and Facebook and with Twitter, Mm -hmm. and as I started telling my friends all about it and why they should be using these tools, they said, well, you know, you could really help other people. (laughs) Right, right. So, yeah, yeah, so that's what kind of launched me, talking to small business owners, some franchisees, um, speakers, authors. Um, You know, in our world today, when you have your own business, you are doing everything, and... Mm -hmm. Um for those that really wanted some help with that or some education around that, that's really where I could assist them.
2: Mm-hmm. Great. You know, and, and I think that's one of the, the most important things is there is help out there for people. You know, we see all of these things and we immediately get overwhelmed. And as a small business owner, you think, oh, I can't do that. I know I should do it, but I can't do that. So kind right, of tell right. me your theory about how you work with someone. Because everybody does well, it differently.
3: Yes, yes, and and what I find is everybody needs different things in the in the world of social. Mm-hmm. So usually when um, I have a conversation with somebody, they they got some you know, questions about it, and and that can lead to what they what is their goal. So sometimes if it's, um, I just need to learn more about this, I I think I can use this in my business, can you help me with that? Mm -hmm. So we can have a conversation about what that might look like from a training perspective or education perspective. Or it just might be, they've got some quick questions and they just need to talk to somebody and then Mm -hmm. turn them loose so they can go find some more information on their own. Right, All the way to um, somebody saying, "Hey, I, I want it, I need it. I need to hire somebody to help me with that because mm-hmm. I can't do it all on my own." And I can put together a plan where they can either have me do that for them or they have somebody, you know, part-time that's working for them that they can add this to their job description. Mm-hmm. So it's it's um, all flavors of training and education down to the implementation and kind of the ghost presence on their behalf that I can mm-hmm. do for, for customers. Great. You know, and, and
2: I think that's one of the, the keys is, You 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 mentioned in there researching them, finding out about them, whether somebody's doing it themselves or or contracting it out, that it needs to be the very first thing they do is, you know, they need to sit down and think about why they should be using social media and then what their messages are going to be and where they're going to be. You know, I have so many people that say, oh, you know, "I'll, I'll have a Facebook page. Well, that's great. And of course, you know, a billion people are there, but it doesn't always mean that's the best place to reach the people you need to reach.
3: Right. I agree. And and that's actually where the, the P, the plan, and mm-hmm. my party mantra comes into play is um, the planning. This is where most of us want to skip because we want right. to go right to the fun. Or right. everybody says I should be on Pinterest or everybody mm-hmm. says I should do this. And yet, just like you said, if, if I haven't really thought that through, it could be wasted efforts. And, and mm-hmm. nobody has time for wasted efforts.
2: Well, and, and, of course, the problem is when you waste your time – then you don't want to do any more. You think, Oh, you know, this didn't work, therefore I can't use social media. So it is important right. to to figure out from the very start where you need to be and start small. You know, I when I talk with people, they say, Now where are you? And I say, Well I'm on Pinterest, I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Google Plus And they go, ah! and I say, No, 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 <laughs> Start yeah, the with panic one yeah <laughs> yes. you know that the true deer in headlights and then you know they they think i can't do any of it so i tell people start with one get good at Me that so. then expand mm-hmm. and maybe not even expand you know for some people one is the perfect place to be and they don't need yeah. to stress about okay do i have to be on pinterest and what am i doing on pinterest and and you know if there's one site that's working just use that one site
3: I'm so with you, Deb. And that, you know, people, when I tell them that too, they're relieved. Mm-hmm. And they, you kind of arm them with information that they can go tell their friends when they start badgering them about, why aren't you here, mm-hmm. um, to be able to say, I don't need to be there yet. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and then this is what's working for me. And then mm-hmm. help them understand you know, whatever you're after, the, the customer base or the relationship base that you're looking mm-hmm. for to build right. or to work with with your marketing, if this is successful, just like you said, make that work for you. And then when you are ready or when you see that there's potential to add in, you know, another account, wherever that might be, then at that time you're ready to do it. But you're, you've got more education, you've got more um, ideas about how that can work for you, and it's not so daunting. But mm-hmm. when you look at all of them out there, even I would freak out. That's way right. too much.
2: Well, and then people also need to keep aware of the fact that things do change. I mean, you know, and I'm not talking about the fact that we log on to Facebook and it looks different today, you know, and and all those various things, but the platforms themselves change, and so people change how they interact with them. I'll be honest. I'm using Google Plus more because I'm getting a little annoyed at Facebook, um, and and it's been interesting to watch. The studies are showing Facebook numbers are declining a bit, uh, you know, and and I don't know how much of that is just one of the. the the key things that I've been seeing is what's called uh, Facebook burnout. You know, people are just tired of it. And so, you know, the, the numbers right. are dropping with that. But I think people are seeing that there are other things out there. You know, as a business, they don't like setting up their page and then discovering, hey, we have to change our cover image because it's got more than 20% text in it, which is the new bugaboo right. that, that, you know, Facebook yeah. is, is really cracking down on you know and so they want to go maybe somewhere else where they have more control or there's less tinkering (laughs) things like that so as as a a
3: business owner you need to be aware of those things right well and and i think that the other adjustment with that thought process is it's happening a lot more than maybe it used to in the world of Mm -hmm. business where things are changing where you want to where you want to be that Mm -hmm. um you know, learning a new platform or even if you're not learning the platform to be curious enough to ask yourself those questions about Mm -hmm. should I be here? And it used to be, you know, you put an ad in the paper or you put your ad in the yellow pages or you join the networking group or or whatever that that was for your industry. Yeah. And you didn't have to think about it again. Right. Well, now that's overwhelming for people. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I've just got this under control and now I got to go do this, you know, so that alone too is a little frustrating. So that's part of where I try to help Remind people: Just have that spirit of curiosity. Mm -hmm. It's a party; it's supposed to be fun. I know it can be a little overwhelming, that kind of thing, (laughs) but you don't want to miss out. That's the other part of it: that fear factor of I don't want to miss out. That's where my audience is. I need to be there. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, and it also might be where your competitors are. And I tell people: you know, now you don't have to follow them, you don't have to like them, you don't have to connect them, you know, all those various things. But see what your competitors are doing. You know, if they're on, say, Facebook, and they seem to have an extremely active page well then maybe you need to be there too but you know if they're on facebook and nothing ever really happens there's a variety of reasons for that maybe they just set up the page and didn't do anything or maybe it wasn't the right place to be but see what your competitors are doing
3: that is one of my favorite things to do deb is to help people see you have so much more information not Mm -hmm. only about your competitors But your gate openers, people that can bring you business,
0: side
3: businesses that you can partner with, Mm -hmm. I mean, the the wealth of information that you can educate yourself on through the social media sites is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And that competitor piece, that really does speak to the business owners because that's also part of that fear factor is, you know, if they're there, should I be there? And just like you said, maybe yes. Maybe no, but it's going to take some consideration to go figure out what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And that's also where I help people say, look, if you like what they're doing and you think that that's the right way to go, then we need to model the same kind of concept. Not, right. not copy the same thing, but mm-hmm. certainly model how you want to do things. Uh, you know, if it's working, let's work with it. We don't have mm-hmm. to reinvent the wheel. And I, that's what I love right. about social as well. Somebody yeah. else has kind of gone before you and you like it or you don't like it, then you can kind of work mm-hmm. with it on your own degree. Yeah. Well, and it's it's funny,
2: I just gave somebody that tip today on LinkedIn um, because he's in the job market and, you know, trying to, to set up his LinkedIn profile and he's kind of struggling a bit with it. And I said, find other profiles that are similar to what you do and see how they worded things. Now, you know, no cheating, no cut and paste. But, you know, if if it was something that, that was worded in a way you liked, there's certainly ways to rework it. And I think that's, a, right. you know, whether it's an individual or a business, that's a great way to go.
3: Absolutely, and I think it also helps open up your box a little bit to realize either your skill set is wider than you thought about mm-hmm. when you go look at what other people have put, or what your you know product offerings are, or how you could um, reimagine offering them. You know, sometimes right. I think we get so stuck in our own silo. Looking at what other people are doing with the same kind of information is a way to go, oh, they're marketing that like this. I Mm could do that too. How can I change that up to represent, you know, me and my business? And we get a lot of ideas uh, very purposely focused on that when we go look at what others are doing that are very similar to us.
2: And then of course we want to improve upon them.
3: They're doing well, it this way. How can because, I make you know, it what better? What we're doing is much better, right? <laughs> right. Definitely,
2: definitely. Now, you know, it, it's funny. That is one of the questions I get from people all the time is, should I connect with my competitors? And I tell them, obviously, that's a personal choice, uh, you know, because yeah. it depends on on what they do. I mean, if they're selling yeah. widgets, they might not want to connect with somebody who is also selling widgets because there's pricing information, there's all of those things. But, you know, it's out there in the public. Yeah. So, you know, connecting with them isn't really, now it's very, very bad. I've seen where people have gone in to someone's LinkedIn profile and they basically rated it for contacts. You know, that's very bad. You know, don't, don't do that. But to me, I like following my competitors. Maybe it's just that I have the thought process that I really don't have competitors. You know, we're, we're all unique in what we do. Not that we're, you know, special, but we are unique. So, you know, it's, it's, to me, it's, very fun and interesting to see what other people are doing that are, is very similar to me. But what do you tell a, a client who says, you know, gee, should I follow X company? You know, what do you think about all that?
3: Well, I, I think you bring up a lot of good points, and I get that question a lot as well. And and I, I really have the same mindset and spirit as you that it's it's, you know, one, it is your choice, but let's talk about that because mm-hmm. I think... Old school thinking, right? Is my competitors can know nothing about me, and they and I don't want to know anything about right. them. I think mm-hmm. that's old school. I think today's world is it's out there, whether it's on their website or somebody else is talking about them, or I can read a white paper and they're referenced. So I really want to have that hard discussion with somebody to say why do you think it would be bad to connect, mm-hmm. and why do you think it would be good to connect, mm-hmm. and then let's really weigh the pros and cons and. For my eyes, usually pros will outweigh the cons. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, it's back to their personal decision and how they feel about it. But I'm pleased when we have the conversation because it opens them up to think about it more, even if they're not ready to commit to say, Mm -hmm. okay, I will do that or I won't do that. And sometimes I've had people come back to me, it'll be a few months after we've had that conversation and they may have opted for the no, I'm not going to do that. Something will have happened for them that they're like, you know what, I'm ready to do that. And and that might be because they've met them in real life and they can partner with them. They can Mm send business back and forth. They got a referral from that person, so they want them to be able to be in touch and know what they're up to. Um, And so I find that whatever that what's in it for me aspect for that person can help them open the door. Mm -hmm. But it is interesting for people who just aren't quite ready to do it. But I kind of feel like it's coming. Mm -hmm. It's not far away for most industries that you might as well – connect and, and team up with your competitors at, you know, whatever level you can. Right. Um, because because your, your, your consumers are shopping. They, mm-hmm. They're doing the research, too. So you might as well say you've got a common front, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And whatever makes you special and unique, that's your selling point against what's different in that competitor arena.
2: Right. You know, and more than likely, you don't do the exact same thing. So, you know, as you mentioned, it is something where maybe you could team up together. You know, maybe it's it's a marketing firm. For example, you know, I might not want to follow a marketing firm because I also do marketing. Well, what if they're really good at search engine optimization and that's not really something I want to do, that would be right. a good partnership.
3: Right, absolutely. And I think that's where a lot of small businesses are um, missing out on those opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've figured out what they're good at, what their niche market is, which is fantastic, but then they forget that if somebody comes to them and they they want to start with them and their services, but now they're ready to add something on, uh, you either want to refer them or you want to partner and keep that in-house, but you're mm-hmm. not doing the work because that's not your niche market to do it. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Great. So now we've planned our social media strategy. Your next step is ACT. Walk us through that.
3: Sure. Well, after you've kind of asked all those hard questions about, you know, who's my audience? Where are they? What am I working with? What do I want to give them? That kind of thing. Hopefully through that planning process, you've now narrowed it down to where you want to be. And as Mm -hmm. we stated, start with one. So the ACT is to then get that all defined properly within the guidelines of whatever tool you're using and the the actions of what are you going to do. So let's use Facebook as an example. Let's say that we've decided um, having a Facebook business page is what I want to do. So what does that look like? Well, first you have to go get it created, whether you're doing that or you're hiring that out. Um, Are you doing any of the custom tabs that can go with it in the sense of the extras that are there? If you're not starting with that, um, do you want to reevaluate that concept in, you know, 30, 60, 90 days to figure out if that could benefit your page? And then how are you going to post? What are you going to post? And put together the plan to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So the act part ties hand in hand with that because once you've got it created, you now need to make it work for you. Right. So we we don't want to just start it and then let it you know die. We have mm-hmm. to know how often are we going to post. We've got to have the tools in place that we're monitoring it, so we can see what other people are doing with our page or are not doing on our page uh, to be able to adjust. So right. it really is after you've made that choice, then let's let's start on it. Let's let's get it going.
2: You know, and and that includes all the things like, you know, as you mentioned, how often do you post? When do you post? You know, if your audience isn't online till the evenings, well then that's when you need to post. And, you know, for the for those who are panicking and thinking, okay, I have to be, you know, typing at 9 p.m., no, 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 no. There are scheduling tools. It's perfectly fine to to do, you know, things that that are there. One of the things that I just started using, and, and our mutual friend Joe Turner just turned me on to this, is Buffer App. I love this. Oh, yeah. I have really started using Buffer app a lot. And for those who are interested in it, it's just buffer, buffer, B-U-F-F-E-R, app.com. And what that is, is, you know, I go through and I read lots of articles every day. And so then, you know, I might think, gee, you know, there's three here that I think my, uh, connections would be interested in i just put them into that buffer and they go out on my facebook page my twitter page and my linkedin page at pre-designated times every day so you know i've got morning yep. afternoon and evening and so you know i sit down and i do three in the morning that takes care of my post for the rest of the day of kind of those right. scheduled posts now i also do live posts but to me that was very cool because it freed up part of my day
3: absolutely that's where I really try to help people. I make the joke, it's not your, you know, it's not your father's Facebook, and they look at me because of course their father wasn't on Facebook, <laughs> and I'm like, it's changed, right? Yes. You know, it's not the same tool anymore because you know that you can only get hung up on. I can't do this 24/7. Mm-hmm. Well, just like you said, you don't have to. Plan your week, plan your day, plan your month mm-hmm. with what you think you're going to be working on in the sense of things that you can schedule, and then also have in there, you know, when you're going to do live. And Mm -hmm. certainly the monitoring tools as well. Um, I love dashboards for the idea of Mm -hmm. auto-posting. I've played a little bit with Buffer. I haven't done too much. It's also kind of – I also get kind of in that same bucket of when I find the right tool and it does what I need it to do. Even when new tools come out, I'll check them out. But unless it really replaces what I'm currently using, Mm -hmm. I don't want to make the leap. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me – Just like you said, if I've got research and I've got articles that I want to share or ideas that I want to share, I use them in my dashboard and I'll choose the schedule based on what Mm -hmm. I know my audience is expecting to see, Mm -hmm. you know, at 2 o'clock or 8 o'clock or that kind of thing. And that's really eye-opening for people because they think, just like you said, I've got to be doing this at 9 o'clock. No, no, you do not. Mm -hmm. You know, sit down, plan your week, know that you're going to have a scheduled post at, you know, one o'clock every day on your Facebook page and, you know, whatever that might look like from, uh, you know, weekly on LinkedIn or, you know, three tweets a day. Mm -hmm. And then just supplement. And so if you take that one hour that you've done to plan that and implement that in your dashboard, you've got content flowing that's important to you and your audience. And now you just have to monitor, you know, when they like it, when they share it, when they post about it to, you know, continue building that relationship. Right, you know, and and it is
2: it it does take time. You know, it it's not just that you set up your little schedule and you ignore it, and then you know next week you go in because you do have to monitor it. You know, have to see what's going on, and in particular, if somebody asks a question, and I know that's part of your your party philosophy is reply, hello, right. You know, you have to, have to, have to, have to, have to absolutely do that because if you ignore it, it's just like ignoring a voicemail or um, an email message.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the part of it, you know, what cracks me up is when people or businesses put all this information out there and then when you go look at things, they're not responding to their audience. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, then it's a one-way communication and I didn't sign up for that. I signed up for a two-way communication. Mm -hmm. And so therefore if you're going to do these things, you have to realize the social, you know, concept behind mm-hmm. it that your audience, you know, they're talking to you. So let's talk right. back, you know, and, and sometimes it's just a simple thank you based on a mm-hmm. comment. There may not be something you have to have a discussion on, but mm-hmm. a thank you or glad you liked it or appreciate the share or um, Or just click that, the like button. No. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> really. And, Don't make it hard. Yeah. Right.
2: You know, and and <laughs> it's it's funny because we we Turn negative pretty quickly. Um, I uh, did a post on a, a page. It was you know one of these uh, television shows where it's one of the cooking shows, and you know I don't normally watch things like this, but they posted something and I really wanted that recipe, so I went to their Facebook page and I said, hey, I missed it. Where could I get that? They never responded. Now oh, that's, that's you hilarious. know five seconds, and of course then what happened was I never watched the show again so right. i think that's right. something that's very important for people to really keep in mind is if you annoy them once you may have you know lost out completely
3: i think you're right i think we've lost some of the patience in our society to give people more than one chance anymore mm-hmm. because there's so many other opportunities that people can you know appreciate our business mm-hmm. or the information that we're after so right. a, a simple misstep can be very costly, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be. I mean, it doesn't have to be at all in the sense of the triggers that you can use within Facebook or other social sites to be notified when somebody puts something on your wall or tweets you or anything like that. And, and, a, and see, what's unfortunate, too, is simply by reiterating where where you could have gotten that recipe, you have to know somebody else was thinking that same thing. Right. They saw that you already posted that and they could like that and then be Mm -hmm. notified when they put the answer, and then when they never put the answer, that's – and see, those numbers are the numbers we don't know, right? We don't know how many people looked at that question. Who did we lose? That's right. Who Mm -hmm. did we lose? And, you know, and I don't like to dwell on the negative side either. I don't like to dwell on the fear side when, when businesses get worried about those things. So I'm like, let's put the plan in place to do it right, which means we have to do this, we have to monitor this, But with tools today, I mean, who doesn't have a smartphone today Right. in the sense of being able to monitor these things? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it doesn't have to take a lot of energy and time. Um, In the beginning, I always tell people, too, in the beginning it will. It depends Mm -hmm. on your learning curve. Mm -hmm. And and most are coming with, you know, deer-in-the-headlights views about what they need to have and want. So we have to kind of get through that learning curve, and that does take time. And energy, But when you put that in, that's what I tell them, when you put that in, it's so much easier, it's so much more fun at this party because you've already put in that time to make it right. And mm-hmm. now it's just a matter of reinforcing what your audience is doing, building those influencers who are going to be talking about you, um, and making those connections and referrals that will bring you business.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and and one of the big things that you just mentioned is that initially it does take time because we have to get into that habit. You know, and and one of the things, I am the kid with bright, shiny objects. You know, I go onto Facebook and I get lost, you know, or Pinterest. You know, two (laughs) hours later, I'm like, oh. Dear, what was it that I went on here to do? And, you know, know. it's, so for people who are like that, or, you know, just like to, to click on the links, you have to be very focused. Maybe it means you set a timer. Maybe it means you don't go to your personal Facebook page at all during the day, you know, things like that. But it, it does take that. And then once you're used to that and you know, okay, say you've, you've branched out to the other sites. So you find a great article and you think, Hey, I'm going to post this on Facebook. Then it's bing, 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 bing to post it on LinkedIn, Twitter, Google+, Plus, you know, anything else you're going to be because you're in the habit of doing that, and it's just very right. quick to do. And as you mentioned, if you use a dashboard, it's really easy. Um, I actually yeah. like to personalize each post for whatever platform I'm on, so it takes me a little oh, bit works. longer. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's either way you do it, it really gets down to where you can do it pretty quickly.
3: It does. And then I think the other part of that is to really pay attention to, what's working, and that's where the the T and party, the test Mm -hmm. comes into play. Especially in the beginning, you're going to be trying new things, you know, what your audience tends to like, you know, are they liking the articles, are they liking the photos, did you upload a video, are they, you know, commenting more at 8 p.m. versus 8 Mm a.m., you know, you're going to have to kind of test it out, and that's also hard for people to sometimes realize they want... You know, they come to me and say, what time should I post? And I laugh, and I'm like, you know, I cannot give you a time that right. will always work for you. Mm. Let's talk some more. You know, mm-hmm. that's back to the plan. You know, where is your audience? What are they doing? And you're going to have to try it and assess. That's where the you measure, the why comes in. Mm-hmm. What is working for you? And it's, you know, wash, rinse, and repeat. Right. And mm-hmm. as we talked about, platforms change, things change. What I tell you today or what you discover today you may decide something different in 45 days because mm-hmm. now something has, you know, disrupted this idea and you need to post an hour earlier. Mm-hmm. And that's also, I think, where we have to be fluid with the curiosity. It's going to change. It's not hard and fast. I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to make mistakes. That's okay. You know, be have some grace with yourself. And keep trying. Keep at right. it. And then I think I think your audience sees you as, human and a real person behind the business you know that's the other part is nobody wants to do business with a logo right Um, Mm -hmm. you know who who needs that in today's world so certainly this is a way to get information out and share with your audience and see what they have to say and then respond to it and Mm -hmm. it really does not have to be difficult
2: well and you know we we've mentioned this several times that the connecting with people and I think that's the most important thing and you know people who've listened to my program or read my blog know that one of the biggest things I say is we work with people we know we like and we trust you know yeah. there's a static website and that's great that's where you go and you get the basic information maybe the hours you know all those various things and now don't get me wrong you always have to have a static website you know the people who really. tell me ooh I'm not going to have a website because I'm just going to have a Facebook page Ooh, bad, 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 bad. Um, but you know, we want that interaction with people. You know, I want to know that somebody noticed that I needed that recipe and posted. Now, you know, it would have been funny if it'd been just another fan who posted it. But you know, one of the pages that I like the most, you know, back on recipes again, is the the Southern Lady Cooks. She has this great Facebook page. She she posts all these cool things. But she interacts with people every single time. And so you know that there is a person at the other end of that keyboard. And I don't care if you're doing recipes, if you're selling widgets, you know, sandwiches, you know, a, a product or a service. If you're that person at that other end, that's where you're going to make that connection with people.
3: Right. Absolutely because you'll be able to you know, ask more questions or see what's of interest to that person and, and maybe be able to turn that into an opportunity in that very moment of the follow-through conversation. Great
2: well amazingly we are already at the bottom of the hour you know time just flies i always have people that say oh i can't be on for an hour and then you know four hours later i could probably shut them up but you know you and i are having a great conversation and you know we'll continue it after we come back let's talk about how somebody builds that audience builds that community and then how they really engage with them so let's talk about that when we come back
1: Thank you for being a friend Travel down a road and back again
0: Listening to Mile High Radio, MileHighRadio.com on the World Wide Web for your listening pleasure. The Chelsea Hutchison Foundation is a Colorado nonprofit corporation formed by Julie and Doug Hutchison to help individuals, particularly children and young adults who have epilepsy. The main focus is to raise funds to provide grants for trained seizure response dogs that may be able to detect an oncoming seizure and provide warnings and or respond after the onset. The foundation also provides MFIT monitors for those in need. MFIT movement monitors are the latest technology for monitoring and individual who, during sleep, may experience seizures, which a caregiver or family member should be alerted to. The Chelsea Hutchison Foundation is named for Julie and Doug's beloved daughter Chelsea, who died in her sleep during a seizure in April of 2009. The cause of her death is called SUDEP, or Sudden Unexplained Death in Epilepsy. During the six years that Chelsea had seizures, no one had ever told the Hutchisons that a seizure could take her life. As a result of that omission, the Chelsea Hutchison Foundation raises SUDEP awareness so other families are not blindsided in the same way that they were. For more information on the Chelsea Hutchison Foundation, please click on the banner ad right here on milehighradio.com. According to a recent study, 85% of consumers do their shopping within five miles of home. At Echo Pages, we publish community phone books that take those mining patterns seriously. For just a fraction of what the big phone book charges, you can get a great ad that targets your potential customers without the waste. Call Echo Pages today at 303-805-7344 and let your voice be heard again and again.
2: back. We are having a great time today talking with my guest, Don Garten, who has just a wealth of information on how to really get started and and continue and be successful on how to use social media as a business tool and don i bet we really could talk for 4 hours at least I'm because you have <laughs> oh you have so much great tips which what that means is we just have to have you back you know that's that's the oh, way to do you. this I would love to. yes we we have you back on um because yeah you do you have so much fun and uh first of all tell people how to find you and how to connect with you
3: Oh, sure. Um, You can find me on Facebook. I've got my business page, uh, Dawn Garten, so facebook.com slash Dawn Garten. You'll find my business page. If you're on Twitter, I'm at Dawn Garten, which is D-A-W-N-G-A-R-T-I-N. You'll find me on Twitter. And certainly if you are on LinkedIn, you'll find me there as well. And I would love to connect with you. Uh, I'm also on Google Plus, not as active as I think you probably are in dev. I'm there just kind of checking it out and it's a curiosity platform. So I don't do as much there. I post stuff there, but I'm more interactive on the other three. So look for me there. Great. Cool, cool.
2: Well, yeah, you know, we've been talking about how social media is a party. And Yes, it is fun, you know, all those various things. But more importantly, Dawn uses that as an acronym for, you know, someone who's using this for business. So it's plan, act, reply, test, and then you measure. So, you know, let's, let's, you know, we've talked about planning, we've talked about acting, replying, let's talk about testing and then measuring. And then we want to talk about how people build communities and really engage, which is just kind of all of this tied in together.
3: Yes. Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, it's social is not a set it and forget it concept. Otherwise, that takes away the purpose right. of being social. Mm-hmm. So even though we have dashboards and we've talked about how you can automate some things, you still need to be perceptive and act on certain things in the sense of really who you are, being that person mm-hmm. behind the keyboard. And where the test comes in is just like we said, there's no – wrong or right answer for everyone. You have to kind of figure out what works for your audience. Mm -hmm. And that's where the testing comes into play. Um, You might decide, hey, I'm going to be on Facebook. And you try it for a while and realize, you know what, I'm not getting a whole lot here. And as I talk with more people in my business circle, it seems like they're all on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So you might decide, you know what, this Facebook is not necessarily what I need. Let's go do LinkedIn. So the test was to look at that, to give it a shot, to do what you need to do, and then realize, okay, maybe not so much I should be over here. Or the test is I'm on Facebook, I'm growing my fan base, I'm talking and having these great conversations with my customers and potential customers, I need to figure out when is the best time that they seem to be paying attention. So you might do, you know, a couple of weeks of posts where you're trying things at 10 a.m., 3 p.m., and 7 p.m and start seeing when are you getting the activity, when are you meeting the most numbers that are being reached, and then say, all right, it seems like 7 p.m. is a good way to go. I'm going to plan on posting, you know, at 7 p.m. or in that time range uh, and, you know, monitor that for the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. I think what's hard is we think when we've done our test and, and we've done the measurements then we're done. Right. Um, but we're not done. Mm-hmm. We're just – we want to maximize what that is. And then, again, we have to be fluid to go, you know what, this still could change. You know, mm-hmm. something could happen or alter, and I just – I want to be able to look at that measurement, look at those analytics, um, and then make the best choice at that time. And those analytics can be you know, Facebook Insights for the tools that um, they provide you, um, all the different dashboards have different analytics that you can look at for what's working for you. Um, Google Analytics you can tie into a lot of different aspects of what you're working with. Um, so that you know the planning and the measurement, those are usually the least favorite stages of my party. <laughs> right? <laughs> but they they really are the most important. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, you know most importantly, how do you know you 're successful if you didn't have that set up to start with um, exactly. you know and and, and maybe exactly. part of that is how many people are going to follow you now it 's never just you know pure quantity because you know that you, you really want people who are going to engage and be an active part of your community, so you know a hundred people might be the optimal size for your, for you to have. But, you know, right. thousands might be better, whatever you've got. But, <clears throat> yeah, you do need to go through and think about all of those things. Where do you want to be? <coughs> Excuse me. And then go back through. And as you said, look at it again. You know, review it. See if you need to change. Maybe you need to change because of the seasons. You know, what you were posting right. in the winter could be very different times when you're posting in the summer.
3: Right. Absolutely. 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 Well, your content calendar can really help you determine what you want to talk about when. Mm -hmm. And and that's a great example with the seasons. You know, let's say you're a landscape business. Right. The advice that you're giving about planting in the spring will be different than what you're talking about, you know, in the winter. And Mm -hmm. then you you become a valued resource because if I know nothing about landscaping and I need to know more or I'm curious about it or I'm looking to hire a service, I can scroll back and look at your post or your past tweets or or whatever that might be and realize you're you're very knowledgeable. You're, you know, perceptive as to to the season and what's going on. And that might definitely lend it to me going, okay, I need to have a conversation with them. They know what they're talking about. I've done Mm -hmm. my research because you've given the information to me in a very manageable format for me to accept it. Right. You know, and and.
2: It's one of those things where, you know, as we mentioned, you just have to keep doing it. You know, this is not, you you said it earlier, lather, rinse, repeat. You know, it used to say that on the shampoo bottles, but that is so true. You know, just because you get to the the end doesn't mean you don't need to go back and start over again. This should definitely be a very cyclical type of, of strategy.
3: Right. And again, that can be a little overwhelming when people first start thinking about it. But I try to help them see. But you've already got—you'll have a learning curve behind you. You'll have some decisions made about where you need to be and want to be and why. So this is just one more consideration that you're going to make, and that—that that could be the avenue of doing more on that particular site, um, adding in another particular social site that could benefit for, for your business. Um, it's all part of the growth and part of the, the marketing concept of what you can do. It, it's right. never going to be stagnant. Yeah,
2: you know, and and speaking of growth. Probably one of the questions I get most frequently is, how do I get people to like my page? What are tips that you have for businesses to really start driving people towards liking, following, connecting, you know, all those various things?
3: All those fun things. I'm with you, Deb. I get that question quite a lot. And again, there's no one wrong or right answer. I think it is trying a variety of things. Mm -hmm. But based on all the things we've talked about so far, you've got to have the right content on your page it has to be a welcoming and and nice site in the sense, you know, whether the tweets that you're offering or the posts that you're doing on Facebook that are educational, not sales-oriented. Nobody wants to be sold to in that format. So we kind of have to shift that mindset of what we're talking about. Now, that being said, I'm also a big fan of, you know, how can I educate and soft-sell underneath that, you know, so Mm -hmm. I think we get more creative about how we post and what we post Mm -hmm. to be educational, but certainly to remind them that we are in business to do these certain things. Mm -hmm. So once we've kind of got that in our content calendar, then the other part is to really be promotional about these sites wherever else you do promotions. So on your business card, you need to have your information about the social sites on your website, you need to have the icons and the links. On your email signature, you need to have it there as well. If you are in a brick and mortar situation, you should have a flyer or a sign up by the cash register or at the door, uh, reminding people. You know we are inundated as an audience with information all the time, so we're gonna have to be we have to see it and know about it more than once. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are like, you know, I've told my friends that why won't they like my page? Right. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. how, how often have you told them? Mm-hmm. Well, I told them like four months ago. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, it might be time to remind them again <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. and how you might do that. And the thing, too, is you it's the same message, but you present it in a different way. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we might craft three to five different Facebook messages about um, hey, it's uh, it's February, it's Valentine's Day, and I've got these great chocolates at my store, and I hope you'll come and, you know, have a visit with me at my store, and oh, by the way, here's my business page, you know, right. do mm-hmm. that this week. And then next week, you know, you have a different post that tells your friends, hey, it's over there. And then I said, you know, and after a while, not everybody's going to join you on that page. It's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when you have new customers walking in, uh, you know, as you're greeting them or getting their contact information or whatever that might be for your business, somewhere in that conversation you should be able to say, Hey, if you're on Facebook, be sure to like our page or Mm -hmm. Are you on Twitter? I would love to follow you And you don't need to say you could follow me back. It's you know, by saying are you on Twitter and I'll follow you, that's that initial step. Mm-hmm. And then it's up to them if they're going to follow you back. And I think right. most people are going to be open to that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, nobody wants to sound needy or be needy. So it's the same thing when you're asking people to like your page or uh, follow you on Facebook or connect with you on LinkedIn. Don't be needy. Be be mm-hmm. the giver. Give them what they want, what they right. need, and then respond. Absolutely.
2: Well, and I gave a tip to to somebody last week that really – Plays into both building the community and engaging people. I suggested that on her invoices, she, you know, adds a little statement that says, if you are happy with our business, please post about it on our Facebook page. And, you know, hopefully they don't post negative things. But if they do, I told her, fix it. You know, if they say, hey, you know, this was wrong, that was wrong, fix it. You know, let them know. But, you know, encourage them to go and post something positive. Because we all get in the habit of complaining. You know, that's easy to do. We forget that it's better and more important for us to say when we like things. So just putting a simple little thing on there like that would be something very easy to do.
3: Absolutely. I I agree wholeheartedly. And as a consumer, I enjoy doing that as well. I I don't want to be the one, um, you know, if I'm upset about a service, I want to take it to the right person. I don't Mm -hmm. want want to, you know, air my dirty laundry online Mm -hmm. unless it comes to that. Um, But I feel like most businesses do want to fix it. If there's a problem, let's fix it. Mm -hmm. And then what's nice about that for me as the consumer is now I can talk about it in a positive light. I had this issue, but, you know, I talked to them, they made it right, and now I'm very pleased with, you know, X, Y, Z. And I think that could definitely um, transpire if something happened online where somebody was upset with something. You've got to expect that it's going to happen, act on it quickly, be positive, and like you said, fix it. Mm
0: -hmm. And then
3: when you do get it fixed, circle back and say, hey, I would love for you to kind of wrap up that conversation with how this was handled. Would you be willing to do that? Right. Mm-hmm. And if they aren't then you can wrap it up and say, mm-hmm. you know, we did get this taken care of and that kind of thing. And I think in today's world that goes even further in the mind of the public eye looking at how that business handled something than mm-hmm. all of the positive recommendations. Because right. everybody knows life happens, mistakes mm-hmm. happen unfortunately, but if you if you fixed it and made it right, that speaks volumes. Mhm.
2: Well, and, you know, I think we're doing more and more research online, which is, you know, obviously why Facebook has has implemented graph search. But we're, and, you know, we won't go into the details about that, but people are using social media to research as a consumer. You know, they're wanting to know, hey, is this a good restaurant? Is this a good hotel? Is this a good financial planner? You know, all of those things. And so they look at, at somebody's social media presence and if they see that there's, you know, no interaction, well, I, I, read something the other day they said who wants to go to a ghost town so you know if they see there's nothing you're thinking "Eh, okay but if they see a lot of interaction there both positive and negative it it shows that's a vibrant business you know i really want to see if there was negative did they fix it just like you mentioned but i also want to see those positive comments you know if if i'm thinking of going to say a new restaurant and all of my friends have posted that they think it's a great place to go well then by darn i'm gonna go there too
3: Yeah. I think that is so powerful, Deb. And I'm seeing more and more of my friends um, ask questions now. It used to be that, you know, they might post, hey, I had a great dinner at such and such. They weren't thinking that that necessarily meant anything to their friends, like right. they're talking mm-hmm. about, But it was a recommendation. It was just they had a good meal. Mm-hmm. Well, now they're asking, hey, I'm going to Charleston, South Carolina. You know, who's got some tips for me? Mm-hmm. And we all like to share so if we've been there or we have a great B&B or some fantastic right. thing that I would want my friend to check out, I'll probably take the three minutes it takes to, like, comment on the post, mm-hmm. whereas if I didn't know they were going to South Carolina, how would I be able to give them that great right. tip?
2: I had that happen just on Saturday. You know, we're, we're new to Atlanta, and so we were exploring, and I posted that, you know, we were off to, to play tourist in Rome, and one of my friends, Velvet, commented with the name of a restaurant. We went there and had a fabulous meal. You know, we might have ended up there. We might have not anyway, but the fact that she said go there, I thought, okay, I need to go
3: there. Absolutely. I mean, when especially when you trust your friend or they like similar things to you, mm-hmm. I feel like they've done the research for me. Now I just right. get to show up and benefit. How cool is that? Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> well, I now, also I, like when I'm... Oh, go ahead. Know, no, go ahead. I was going to say, what I, what, well, what I like to do, too, is... um. Part of it's, you know, curiosity for how businesses are using their sites and and connecting with their customers. But in particular, Mm -hmm. in the hospitality industry, if I know I'm going somewhere to meet a friend or do something, I'll look and see if they're on Facebook or on Twitter. And if they are, I like and follow them. And then if um, if I am definitely going there or I know what my plans are for sure, I will usually make a post or a tweet um, Mm -hmm. to some level of, hey, I'm coming. Do you guys have any specials? or? You used to do this on Thursday nights. Do you still do it? Mm -hmm. And then if they get back to me on that, and and for the most part businesses have, I am so excited. I feel like Mm -hmm. they're on top of it. I'm glad to be um, patronizing that establishment in the world of their communicating with their audience. And then I'm going to be talking about them when I'm there and when I'm done. So I feel Mm -hmm. like they've earned themselves some extra PR Mm -hmm. because they're paying attention to me, which was a good thing
2: and it took them maybe 30 seconds. I mean, you know, this back-to-the-time thing, this is not a complicated process, folks.
3: That's right. You're absolutely right. And then even better is if they throw in some kind of perk. You Mm -hmm. know, I've I've had, um, uh, you know, the guy who replied back, I can't remember which restaurant it was at the time, it was a while back, and he said, oh, yeah, we're having a special one. Ask for me, I'll be sure to give you your first drink on the house. And I'm like, sweet. Yeah. You know, because (laughs) they like that feedback, too. Mm -hmm. They want to know people are looking. So, you know, a simple... A simple, hey, do this and I'll help you out helps everybody out. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and, and there's easy ways for businesses, uh, to promote themselves. I'm with the, I'm working on the social media for the West Cobb Business Association. And what we've done is created QR codes that for, that are for each one of our social media sites. So then somebody can quickly scan that, go right to that page. If they haven't already connected with it, they can, but then they can post. You know, so that's, that's a really easy thing. And you can set up QR codes free and easy. I mean, you know, that's, that's a really simple little thing to do.
3: And the bottom line is the easier you make it for your audience, the more well-received it Mm -hmm. will be. I mean, it's funny how even just two clicks will not Mm -hmm. work. It has to be one click or or a QR code scan. It takes me exactly where I need to go. Mm -hmm. Um, We want it easy. We want it fast. We want it now. And if we Mm -hmm. will provide that to our audience, it will
2: pay off. Right. You know, I was in a, a restaurant the other day, and they said, follow us on Facebook. I couldn't find them. You know, and, and, and it was one of those things where they had a a somewhat complicated name, and so I'm sure they had a shorter name on Facebook. But there was no way to find them. And I thought, well, you guys lost out. (laughs) And I think I lost out too. I think they said, follow us for a free dessert. And I was like, oh!
3: That's right. I want that. I want mm-hmm, that. Right. Well, and, and it's the other aspect about the follow me, um, whether it's Facebook or Twitter, you do have to give give the URL or give mm-hmm. the, you know, the keyword name or whatever that is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the search is not as easy as we want it to be in those social sites. So be very specific. You know, follow me at Dawn Garten, you know, on Twitter, or my Facebook page is facebook.com slash Dawn Garten. You know, get that URL address, and that is what you should be giving people. So it's... Easy, yeah. So we have to go look for it. We're not looking right. for it. We get right. easily distracted or discouraged, and then it's a, it's a miss instead of mm-hmm. a hit. Definitely.
2: Well, you know, speaking of Wes Cobb, you do uh, the social media for an organization that that you and I are affiliated with, which is the National Speakers Association of Georgia. And I know a lot of associations have trouble with figuring out what their social media presence is. So share with us how you kind of what your thought process is for the NSA. Because it's, it's been very well, for, effective.
1: For,
3: for NSA Georgia, um, you know, and the people who are members of that organization are typically individuals versus big companies. Mm-hmm. And so they are speakers and authors who may or may not at the time, although I think more do now, but at the time uh, may not have had a Facebook page or a Twitter account. And so part of what we were looking for NSA Georgia was to uh, model some behavior for these individuals who are interested in doing it and probably doing it for themselves at some level, that this would be like one of those examples of what you could go look at and see, I like this, I don't like this, this is how I want to do mine. And what we were finding, too, is then, uh, you know, for any Facebook pages that our members have as a business page, we like their business page on behalf of the NSA Georgia page so that we can tag them and mention them in the sense of different promos that we know would you know, in, involve our audience. And mm-hmm. the same thing on Twitter, when we have people come and speak at our meetings, if we have their Twitter information, we want to reference them and, and promote that with their Twitter handle so that they're getting some shout outs on the benefit of, of the society. Um, but I think it's a very easy way for people to get comfortable, whether they're participating um, as, a, as a member or if you are part of an organization and you're curious about social, that can be a great lab environment that you could create to offer your services to help out with a Facebook page or a Twitter account or a LinkedIn group or whatever that might be so that you're talking about something else and getting mm-hmm. that skill set that you can mimic over right. in your own, your own stuff when you're ready.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And and you know that's that's a great point that you bring up. I'm sure most of our listeners are part of some other uh, association, whether it's through their industry, whether it's something fun, social. You know, maybe it's it's scouts. It's you know, it's whatever. Right. More than likely, they have a social media presence. Now that might be, you know, something where they've, they've got it completely under control, but if it's a, it, it also could be a place for you to volunteer to learn how to do it. Um, now you, you, know, you have to take that role very seriously, but, you know, learn how to do it through helping them. What's, you know, that's a great yeah. way to, to learn the skill set.
3: It's a great way and I think it kind of, it helps out the organization because usually mm-hmm. it's a volunteer level of what you're doing. It helps out you because you're getting that learning curve. And then I also like to use that same kind of content and talk about it from my own perspective. So for example, if I've already put together the tweets for the NSA Georgia Association, mm-hmm. I can take that same content and use it myself because I'm part of the organization. Right. Mm -hmm. So I kind of leverage what I'm doing. So if you're Mm -hmm. part of Scouts and that's very important to you and you've got some information that you're using from their benefit, that can be a poster and update for you, depending on your business, obviously, and how you want to present that. Mm -hmm. But you're definitely leveraging the information and using it for what I call the greater good. Everybody Mm -hmm. wins.
2: Perfect. You know, and, and yeah. it's, it's something where, you know, contact the organization. Just don't start doing it. You know, make sure that, that you're working with what they want to, to be done. But it really is a fabulous way to get experience and more importantly to get exposure. You know, maybe it is a networking group or, you know, business association chamber, things like that. It's a really good way for you to get to know other members by, by posting their information.
3: Absolutely, and, and everybody loves it. It's like it's a compliment when you post mm-hmm. about somebody else, and and so, you know, the networking that you'll be able to do, and then the other volunteers who are working on that either social aspect or for the organization as a whole, mm-hmm. that's going to strengthen your relationship with them, and you just Definitely. never know what that might lead.
2: All yeah. oh, right, right. Now, speaking of groups, you are also a member of TAG, and you're going to be speaking tomorrow. So first, tell us what TAG is, and then what you're going to be doing tomorrow.
3: Oh, sure. Uh, TAG is the Technological Association of Georgia. It's a phenomenal um, society, an organization, nonprofit, that has all different aspects of people who work in different arms of technology. And we have a society in TAG. There's, I think, over 30 different societies, so very niche market if you're looking to kind of network with your your peeps, if you will. Mm-hmm. So there is a social enterprise group along the lines of businesses, enterprise level, who are looking at social and those tools, uh, not only you know, externally, but now all these fabulous things that social has done for us, uh, businesses are gravitating to that and looking at how they might use that internally. So tomorrow night we've got our meeting, um, and you can go to tagonline.org, I believe that's the right website, and look for the event for February 12th, and you'll see it listed and we're going to actually, I'm part of a panel, so I'm, I'm going to be speaking with three other ladies in the Atlanta area from uh, C-Beyond, uh, I'm from Manhattan Associates, um, and there's two other businesses there. And we're all kind of going to give that flavor of how social from the internal perspective, from a business and a company's perspective, might be using that to benefit them and their employees to, to strengthen those relationships and to uh, give the employees what they need to be able to do their jobs even better.
2: Great, cool. Well, we are almost at the top of the hour. So, Dawn, if you were talking to a new business, a a person who is new to social media, and they're really thinking, what the heck do I do? What is one tip you would give to them?
3: Um, I would probably ask them, or my first tip would be, let's breathe, because usually (laughs) they're not breathing at that point. (laughs) And then I would ask them, you know, are you social outside of business? And if they say, yeah, I'm on Facebook, or yeah, I like to tweet, or yeah, I'm uh, on LinkedIn, uh. I would probably start with that angle to say, you know, will that work from the business level of what you're trying to achieve, mm-hmm. so that it's not something that's completely new to right. them. So kind uh, of they leverage can just kind of it, parlay in what they already do. Exactly, leverage what they do. Now, if they say, look, I'm not on anything and I hate it, <laughs> <laughs> and
2: we've had that, I often. would
3: probably, yeah, I, my tip would be, well, tell me why you think mm-hmm. you should do it. Uh Um, And usually that's under uncovering the fears or my competitors are doing it or everybody tells me I should do it. And we can have a few more conversations or questions around really what that looks like and help them build in it what's in it for them. Because if they don't see that and they don't know how to go get that, then it's just going to be an unfortunate mess. Uh Um, But if they do, even if they hate it now but they see why it's important, then they can soften up to, the party concept, let's plan, let's act, let's reply, let's test, and then we're going to measure. And that gives them that, that action plan to kind of to go with and resonate with and really make those hard decisions for themselves.
2: Great. Now, if somebody's been on it for a while
3: and they're kind of struggling, what would you tell them? Um, well, I'd want to know where they're struggling. Do they feel like it's taking too much time? Are they not getting the benefits they hope to get? Are they really in the right spot? So it's revisiting the planning process because, again, they may have jumped out on these sites without thinking too much about it. Mm-hmm. So let's take a step back. Uh, breathe. My, my favorite first tip is always <laughs> to breathe. It's, it take a step back and then uh, maybe reassess what we felt was working and what we felt isn't working and then figure out the action plan to, to put forth. And, again, knowing that we've got to test it and we've got to measure it again. Because Probably the reason they're frustrated is they, they stopped that cycle. And something mm-hmm. has changed, whether it's in their industry or the season or with their audience, and they just didn't get adapted yet. And so we want right. to make sure they get adapted and, and look at that moving forward. Cool, cool. Well, Dawn,
2: you have been a fabulous source of information, and as I said, we will definitely have you on again. But in the meantime, tell us again how people find you and connect with you online.
3: Uh, You can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Dawn Garten. It's D-A-W-N-G-A-R-T-I-N. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dawn Garten. That's my business page. And then if you are on Twitter, I'm at Dawn Garten. And Perfect. I love to connect and visit and engage and talk all things social. So certainly if you've got questions or ideas, um, please let me know. And if I can add my two cents, I'll be happy to do that. Great. I love it.
2: Well, if you're not connected with me, you know, it's, it's I have my own website just like Dawn does. So I am Deb Creer. so Deb, dot com. You'll see all my social media connections there and, and ways to, to connect with me. Until next time, have a great time. Connect with all of us. Make sure that if we can help you, you know, Dawn, myself, any of my other guests I've had on over the course of time, reach out to us. We're here because we want to help you be successful using social media. And, again, Dawn, thank you so much. And until next time, we will see you later. Thank you.
1: Thank you for being a friend.
0: Listening to Mile High Radio, MileHighRadio.com on the World Wide Web for your listening pleasure. This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit C SuiteRadio.com.